but, you know, I have, I have faith that coffee is going to play a large part in this podcast, um, especially in the future. Okay, so think like a madman. I'm David. I'm struggling to find where my particular level of confidence should be in this. I mean, I'm brand new to this podcast gig. I should, I mean, when you're brand new to anything, right, especially if it's uh, complicated and creative like a podcast, right, like you should be an idiot. You should be bumbling around blind, like not knowing what you're doing unless you have like significant tutoring, right? Like I'm just, I'm just talking into a mic. I should, I should feel like an idiot. Um, so I, yeah, right. I'm just, I'm struggling to find that, but, um, okay. So episode four, um, oh yeah, this one's going to be fun. (laughs) Uh, it's going to be difficult, right? It's going to be stimulating, of course, philosophically challenging, sure requires some thinking. And, uh, of course, thinking like a madman is helpful, very helpful understanding and interpreting whatever I say okay now now this is new right I'm gonna talk a little bit about some recent news right so um, recently we've seen all over the all over the damn news all over the media YouTube and everywhere Instagram everything we've seen this this uh, this young lady her name's Greta Thunberg, right? She's a Swedish teenager. She's coming out, talking to some really big people, some some authorities, some UN leaders, some real big guys, right? And she's she's tackling climate change, right? So she's speaking about climate change to all of these big people, and she's getting a lot of attention. She's getting a lot of attention, a lot of support. She's rallying up all the climate change folks. Like, this is is getting out of hand, to say the least, right? And um, I'm not sure this is the very first time we've seen this sort of uh, these sort of events, but. They're, they're getting big, right? So, and then this is is also um, inspired and motivated all kinds of other uh, climate strikes and and uh, it's just become something real huge, right? Uh, very recently, it's been around since I don't know, freaking the eighties, right? Where at least where it's gone political, right? And and it's all of a sudden it's come back real big and. Uh, So, I want to talk a little bit about climate change, and, uh, or global warming, whatever you want to call it, right? Global warming is the same as climate change, and uh, it's a lot more complicated than you realize. The issue is unbelievably complicated it's well first off it's all messy because the science and politics aren't cohesive like they just get mixed up together and it ruins everything they're not cohesive 
and uh, everyone gets everyone gets deceived into their polarized sides, right? So we have some people on the right are in denial of climate change. And they make the stupid arguments, right? Like, oh my gosh, it's a snowy and cold winter. Where's climate change at now, huh? Like, right? And then the left use it use the issue as a weapon against the economy and capitalism and bring stuff out called like the green new deal the green new deal is just trash it doesn't really care about zero emission because it it bans nuclear which is zero emission (laughs) so so each side is is really failed um has really failed addressing the whole issue both sides they failed it and uh so here's one thing I need to clear up, right? The science does make it clear that the climate is changing. But here's the problem I have, that we're socially led to believe it's largely human's fault, right? One thing people forget is that the climate has been changing ever since Earth existed, okay? The climate has been changing ever since Earth existed. Now that humans exist, all of a sudden we are responsible for climate change? I, uh, please remember correlation is not causation, right? Even a significant or strong correlation is still not causation, right? Uh, so people come out with their ideas, right? And they're usually trash, right? So like, Full shift to wind and solar won't work right now because we cannot store all that energy. We don't. We don't have the batteries or the technology to store all that energy. Because guess what? At night the sun goes down, right? And we don't get solar, and then and then um we gotta we gotta turn the plants on back again, right? Start burning fossil fuels again, right? For electricity and all that, and. uh so we don't have the technology to store all that right now. I mean, it's helping in some areas, right? So um, wind and solar isn't completely useless, right? But a full shift to wind and solar is just not going to work right now. Um, and plus, do you want more so- solar panels made from materials not collected in the U.S. that has child labor laws? <laughs> People forget where these the materials of, of these solar panels come from, but... Uh, uh, everyone's scared to try nuclear, even though we do have the technology to safely operate it. I don't know why everyone's so scared of nuclear. Like, we can harness this technology. We can use it. We do. <laughs> but everyone's scared to try it, right? Which is weird. Um, so implementing implementing cli- climate change policies in the U.S. won't do a damn thing, but... Uh, screw the economy over Asia is a leader in emissions and they won't do a damn thing if we implement laws here uh, they'll they'll still keep burning coal and fossil fuels why should they care there are millions and millions of poor and starving people in Asia they struggle with shelter and food why the hell should they care about the environment right you go out go out there and tell them that they should stop um, producing right that they should stop burning go there and try to try to convince them right because they're the ones largely benefiting in the emissions they're leading in emissions right so let's start there first let's start in the big areas then 
if, if we're successful there, then we can start coming to the U.S. about emissions, right? So I see, I see, I don't see climate change as so much. I firstly see it as an inevitability rather than an issue, right? So I, I see no real solution to this bloody mess. But speaking emotionally about it after being indoctrinated by postmodernists, leftists using poorly interpreted science is not going to freaking help, Greta. I'm sorry, Greta, but you have poor vision. How about we implement zero emission technology that we know works, like net power and that uses natural gas? Or how about we use some nuclear, right? So if the earth wants to warm up, it's going to bloody warm up, right? You know, I have a feeling this whole climate change issue is just people trying to virtue signal and appear morally superior. Look at me, I care about the climate, but I still drive a gas car, use electricity and heat, and use my phone all day to post hashtag climate striking. Phones working with towers powered by diesel. <laughs> you freaking idiots. I I'm sorry, but Greta is not a hero. She's just another climate girl with courage to speak. Of course, everyone has a uh, right to speak, right? Speak on whatever you'd like, but if you have poor vision, I'm going to call you out on it. And, uh... Look, this, of course, is issue, but there are more pressing issues to be addressed, right? Let's look at some professionals. So Bjorn Lomborn, author and former director of the Environmental Assessment Institute in Copenhagen, he had groups and groups of environmental economists determine global issues to see which one needs to be addressed first, right? And the, these huge global issues. And they didn't even look at climate change. They didn't even talk about it, right? They're, they all agreed the biggest concern was child nutrition in developing countries. Like, and we're trying to go after climate change. We don't have a plan for that. And But uh, there's, there's kids needing nutrition all over the world. Like, what if we give some of these freaking kids nutrition? Maybe one of them can figure out what to do about climate change, right? So, like, the climate change issue is unbelievably complicated and i don't see any true solution true solutions except for reducing emissions which may not significantly help anyways right um too many people are thinking about it so simply and it really does irritate me look you could acknowledge it as an issue but please don't be a climate change nut because you'd probably be an ignorant hypocrite i used to feel the same way if you're one of those climate change nuts like i i did a speech in high school in spanish nonetheless right and uh i was really indoctrinated by this sort of postmodernist rhetoric and and uh sort set of thinking right but uh i was a hypocrite again because i still engage in activities that would theoretically not assist the environment right so But that was simple thinking. I don't I don't think simply anymore. I think like a madman. Okay. All right, so now let's talk about something a little more. Huh. Believe it or not, this is more complicated than climate change. Religion, right? If you're religious, I know how you're feeling already. If you're an atheist, I know how you're feeling already. Okay. <clears throat> so religion is a a set of beliefs and dogma 
typically accompanied by story and or scripture, right? So, well, first thing, if you're if you are strictly religious, please step outside of your conscious beliefs and be open minded, right? Like, again, this is part of critical thinking, right? Aspect you gotta be willing to revise your beliefs, okay? So, and I'm not attacking anyone's religion here. That's not what I'm gonna do. But uh, I'm going to open up a door for more thinking, right? So let's get some terminology in straight. Let's get some some words in, some words to find, right? Because that's important. Uh, so fundamentalists, fundamentalists are people who perceive their religion as literal truths. And they're usually not at all skeptical in their faith, right? So they are... They believe strictly in their religion and their beliefs. Like, they believe it to be literal, right? They, so if they have a text or stories and scriptures, they interpret them as literally true, right? So if you're, if you're a Christian and you're a fundamentalist, you believe in a literal Jesus Christ. If you're, um, if you're a fundamentalist, a fundamental Jew, then you don't believe in Jesus Christ, right? And if you're a Muslim and you're a fundamentalist, you believe in uh, uh, Prophet Muhammad, right? So we believe in literal truths, right? And even even if they could be proven untrue by science, right? You still believe in them to be literally true, right? So if the church tells you this is really the body of Jesus Christ and you eat it and you accept Jesus Christ into you, even though that sounds absurd, right? How could a piece of bread be Jesus? Fundamentalists go, yes, this is really the body of Jesus Christ. I will eat it and he will, he, and he answers me, right? Okay, so those are fundamentalists, right? Perceive their religion as literal truth. Atheists are people who find religion to be ridiculous and frivolous. And they even seek to disprove religion. Sometimes they attack religion like ferociously, right? The how awful and dumb religion is, right? So those are atheists. And and some people have gone to say atheism is a religion, but um not really. Unless you want to get real technical, then no, I don't really suggest it's a it's a religion so much, right? It is a belief that you don't believe in a creator. So, I mean, I guess, but again, that's real broad. Okay, so now here's, I guess, here's here's another term we need to define, which is a heuristic, right? So a heuristic is a metaphorical truth, metaphorical truths that are not literally true, but there are advantages to be had if you behave as if they were literally true. So... I suppose is that simple? Yeah, metaphorical truths. They're not literally true, but if you behave if you if you behave as if they were true, you'd come out better. There are advantages to if to behaving as if they were literally true. So I guess I'm supposing to 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 the idea that religion is a heuristic, right? So almost like mythology where if if you behave as if 
your principles from your religion are literally true, you come out better. You have uh, advantages, right? As if, as if someone who just saw, like, okay, this is this is all garbage. I'm gonna throw it away, and they didn't behave as, as if they were literally true, right? So, well, hold on now. That that brings a few questions. Are are these religions outdated since we can prove some of these notions to be untrue? Well, you know, perhaps there were times when religion was totally beneficial, right? Back when, uh, 100,000 years ago, when we our science was poor and our, our reasoning and our, our level of understanding the universe and, and earth and humans were so poor, right? Um, the church and the religions... They came out and they provided answers, right? That would make people less confused and give people more understanding, right? And and it wasn't something you could immediately disprove. So why not join their rhetoric, join their ideology, right? Um, and and especially during times of real struggle, right? You know, like uh, some of the world wars or the great depression or the dark ages right like really bad times where people didn't know any better you could go to your religion for some help right for some understanding right some clarification right some some a little bit of confidence in 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 how you're perceiving things situations and people in the world right and uh I'm willing to believe that at those times it was totally beneficial to go to your religion and follow it. But are they still beneficial even if we have more understanding on essentially everything? Now that we have, now that humans have become a lot more smarter, our science is better, our technology is better, we have more understanding of how things function and work in the universe, right? Is it still beneficial? Well, what benefits do religions bring anyways, right? What are, are some of the core benefits of religion? So religion, most religions, right? Um, this is a pretty common uh, message that life is difficult and strength is necessary to prevail. So that's one thing almost all of the religions claim is that life is difficult and you have to be strong, right? So, of course, this is true. Like, life is seriously difficult. And you need some strength to conquer it, to prevail. And um, you see nobody else making this claim as strongly, right, as, as the religious folks. So that's a benefit, right? Because it's true. They're providing the truth. Life is difficult and you have to be strong to conquer it um religion attempts to provide a sense of meaning and purpose for existence right so the the religion your religion right hopefully um teaches you tries to give you a sense of meaning and purpose for why you exist and and your sort of duties and responsibilities right and it, it guides you possess to possess some duties and responsibilities and to anyone who doesn't have a sort of religion, that is seriously difficult to to try to think about, right? So, and uh, for atheists as well, right? Like that's something seriously difficult to think about, right? And if you can go to a church or 
a temple, whatever, right? Wherever religion, wherever place your religion gathers, and they can teach you and preach you, not just you alone, but with other people, on what your existence, uh, what the purpose for your existence is, and your meaning, and your duties, responsibilities as a human here on Earth. Like, that could be somewhat beneficial. That could help you somewhat, right? If instead of being alone to your own mind, like that is seriously difficult to think about, and and a church could sort of guide you to think about that, right? And I keep saying a church, <laughs> I'm being biased, but your religion, right? It, it could guide you to possess that those sorts of thinkings and questions, right? And uh, religion also, again, most religions they compel you to make some sacrifices for long term benefits, right? This is. Uh, this is a practice that's not just in religion, but it can be applied into the real world outside of your religious beliefs, right? You make a, a, a short sacrifice right now, sacrifice a little bit of happiness and reward right now, and you get reward and happiness later on in the future, and it's bigger. So this can be applied into the real world as well, and, and the church, I said it again, <laughs> your religion can uh compel you to make these sorts of sacrifices right so uh for christians well no no for everyone really um the the system of sinning how there are sins that's essentially a sacrifice that you can't do this you can't do that because it's gonna well i guess it never see that's really complicated now but sinning Avoiding sin is making a sacrifice. And there's supposed to be a long-term benefit to that. Not sinning, you get to heaven or you get to uh, the, the afterlife. Um, right? Like, there's a reward if you don't sin. Good stuff happens. So you're making the sacrifice right now and, and at the present, and you get a reward in the future. So there you go. See, that's, that's the compelling to make sacrifice. And uh, so... There are some benefits to religion, we see, right? But which aspects of religion could be abandoned? And what parts kept, but a little more focused on what parts can be abandoned. So, of course, keep the, the benefits I previously mentioned. Maybe a little more... This is personal, but perhaps some editing, right? A little more conversation about it, right? That's fine, but keep the benefits previously mentioned. So one thing we can abandon is the literal interpretations of stories we can prove untrue, right? So there's stories in texts and scriptures and and uh, and and all the religions that we could prove that they're literally untrue, right? Like it doesn't make sense that this happened in this story and that this happened in the scripture. It, by modern sci scientific terms, like this is this cannot happen. It's we can prove it to be untrue, right? So we could, I'm not saying it's completely useless, that the story or the scripture is completely useless, but we could abandon our literal interpretation of it. Maybe start looking at it as a, metaf a metaphorical interpretation, right? So by seeing it that way, there's, there's still wisdom to be had from these stories and scriptures, right? They're not completely useless, right? So atheists will come out and say like, oh, these, these texts, it's, it's, just the, it's just stories, right? I say this about the Bible, right? It's oh, it's just stories, right? But there's wisdom to be had in there. There's like deep 
really deep wisdom and lessons to be had from these stories and from the not um not just the bible for for christians but you know old testament for jews and the quran for muslims right there's still wisdom and 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 understanding to be had from these stories but you can get that without interpreting it as if it were literally true if you just see it as a metaphorical truth you could still get that wisdom in there right there's lots of wisdom and and lessons and insight into these stories and into these scriptures for everyone of all sorts of religions right so the fundamentalists get it wrong by saying this these stories are literally true they really happen right even though we could prove something to be untrue and then atheists get it wrong by saying oh that these stories are just they're nonsense they're dumb let's throw in the trash they're just it's just the book. They're just stories. They don't mean anything, right? So both sides have gone it wrong. We perceive it as metaphorical truths. And then we can still heed great wisdom from them. Great lessons, great insight, right? So they're still very useful to keep around. But we need to abandon the literal interpretations of, interpretations of them. Because that's just foolish thinking. So another thing we're going to abandon is abandon beliefs that may object to socially acceptable ideas, right? So... Um, lots of religions say being homosexual is a sin, right? And so I think that's sort of sort of an idea we should ab ab abandon. I mean, it's socially acceptable to be homosexual, right? Um, I don't know why the religion, well, most religions would would preach against that if if we decided as a society that it's okay to do this. Um, and that's that's very complicated, of course. But there's a few other things as well, like. Um, uh, particularly with the Islamic faith, there are beliefs in the Islamic faith, either guided by the Quran or by, uh, the ideas that people hold that keep women immiserated in, in particular countries, right? And I've liked to think we've accepted Okay, yeah, this is really complicated stuff. I thought it'd be so simple to articulate, but never mind. And uh, particularly here in this country, we could all agree it's acceptable that women have the same freedom and privileges and opportunities as men. But we don't see that happening in most countries, right? And maybe that has some correlation with um, with the religion, with, it, with, with whatever religion is guiding that country. So this all leads to definitely abandoned areas where religion promotes your malevolent or uncivil actions, right? So, again, particularly Islam, right? We've seen um, all sorts of jihadists and really bad people using their religion as a weapon. I'm not saying that, that Islam's bad and every Muslim or Islamist is a bad person. No, it's actually, that's, that's absurd, but... There are parts of the religion being used for harm, right? For terrorist attacks and uh, because these these people, mostly men, right? I'm pretty sure it's 100% men. They believe in an afterlife with 72 virgins. So they blow themselves up and they crash into this and they blow up that and they shoot up this place. And so uh, things, other more awful things like honor rapes and uh, marrying uh, little girls to uh older men and and child arrangement marriages like this is all bad stuff and and we we see the them using as a religion to promote that right and uh 
but we could go back in history as well, like the Crusaders, right? How they would just, yeah, they did their thing, the Crusaders, right? And they, their religion was what advocated and promoted it, right? They were behind their religion. Uh, and even more modern, modern days, like Scientology, right? I don't know if many of you know, but Scientology is like a cult, essentially, right? Scientology is uh, just recently, it's, it's been around for a long time, um, but it's just recently uh, been revealed as this cult that promotes all sorts of physical, mental, sexual abuse. And um, there's this woman coming out, Her uh, I forgot her name, I think it's Lena Remy. Uh, yeah, Leah Remini. Leah Remini? Leah Remini? I'm not sure. But she she has a show coming out. At, well, she already has a show. It came out already. But uh, she's revealing all sorts of stories where um, authorities and high-ranking people within Scientology are just abusing people. And, and, and they're using their religion to help them do that, right? The religion of Scientology physical mental sexual abuse all of that and it's and it's being covered covered up right by the people in in the religion and and so she's coming out to try to uh, reveal all these cases um where all this abuse is happening and and again that's another that's an area we should abandon right we cannot allow religions to promote malevolent actions or to hold them right to allow them to exist right like uh islam and crusader scientology right like those examples i've mentioned i'm sure there's more but we can't allow these religions to promote anything malevolent or uncivil but no matter how good your religion teaches you there always remains a question who are you you might have a name that your parents gave you, but there's more to the question. You definitely are a human, the superior and intelligent creatures of Earth, the Homo sapien, a terrific species. They're capable of great things. They can leave the Earth to walk, to, to walk on the moon. They can leave land and dive deep into the ocean. They can grow fields and fields of food. They can create medicines to combat illness. They can create beautiful arts capable of appealing to their senses and thoughts. They can love each other and the product is a child they love as well. They can believe in great and complicated concepts like religion and science. They can institutionalize freedom and allow themselves to pursue their own will. They can create comfortable shelters, not only allowing them to survive, but to thrive. They can possess a mysterious conscious that allows them to engage in the most complicated and abstract thoughts, thoughts no other creature could have. But they are also capable of terrifying things. They can murder each other. They can enslave each other. They can steal from each other. They can manipulate each other. They can abuse each other. They can use powerful weapons to damage each other. 
They can use violence when they possess the capability to reason. They can terminate an innocent human not born yet. They can trap creatures against their will for consumption. They can pollute the land and waters of earth. They can live against their purpose. What is your purpose and meaning? What are you here to become? Are you here to become kind? Are you here to become malevolent? Are you here to become truthful? Are you here to be deceitful? Are you here to become intelligent? Are you here to become dull? Are you here to become a believer? Are you here to become a doubter? Are you here to become a dominator? Are you here to become a submitter? Are you here to become a thinker? Are you here to become a doer? Are you here to become a follower? Are you here to become a leader? Are you here to become confident? Are you here to become afraid? Are you here to create? Are you here to maintain? Are you here to become blind? Are you here to become visual? Many humans live with a conscience that cannot be bothered with engaging in these higher forms of thoughts. Many that do end up hopeless and find no meaning in life and existence. A sort of nihilism. There are a few, however, who do find meaning. Their conscience pursues this and their bliss and competence manifests itself in all possible areas. Will you be one of those people? Will, be, will you be able to answer when someone asks what is your purpose? Will you also be able to say that you are pursuing it? Or will you be unaware? And will you suffer because you are unaware? Through any ignorance or confusion, you are forever a human. A collection of organs and tissue consisting of cells, consisting of molecules, consisting of atoms. Atoms from the cosmos, cosmos created by explosions and supernovas. You were meant to be here. This phenomena led up to have you here. Now ask yourself, why am I here? Believe in whatever you want to believe, but you are a conscious creature with capabilities and you have a, respo and you have a responsibility to find your purpose and meaning. You're not here for nothing. Thanks for listening. Share. Be a critic. Think like a madman. I'm David.